this is Two Hungry Bitches. A podcast created by us, Francis and Damien. And who are they? Two of the world's hungriest bitches. Hungry for smut, hungry for nut. And hungry for a little bit of Pizza Hut. So grab a snack. And a juice pack. And eat up while we crunch on this week's topics. About OnlyFans, Zoom University, and reality TV. And find out what makes Damien say... She still has plenty of time to fuck this year out. Hey whores, welcome back to another episode of Two Hungry Bitches. It's a new week, so you know, a new Hungry Bitches new podcast week, is out. New us. New episode. New clothes from the Goodwill. New life. <laughs> new I, pussy smells. Okay, well, we'll cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> How are you doing today, Francis? Um, actually, I'm doing really good. We just got back from a Costco and Goodwill run, so... Just some Sunday necessities. Yeah, we got actually, like, a shit ton of lemons. Uh, or limes, sorry. Not lemons. Lemons and limes, two very distinctly different citrus. How dare you do that to the lemon community? <laughs> they've done so much for our podcast, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my formal hashtag rupology to the lime community. Um, do you remember when Alyssa Edwards had a tweet to Katy Perry, uh, a rupology for butchering Katy Perry in the Snatch Game? Oh, she deserved it. She... Fucked up that bitch's impression. She didn't even look like her. She didn't even do a good impression. Like, that is so funny. She somehow found a cheaper looking blue wig than the cheap looking blue wig that Katy Perry already used. I was like, how she could find something less suitable than that party wig, (laughs) wig Katy Perry was toting around for those couple of years. Hey, at least, you know what? We were living for the cheap party city blue wig and I want to say California Girls music video. Oh yeah, that and like the, what was it? It was like the candy dot dress. It was like a little yes. dress that had like all like the polka dots on it. I was like, this bitch really did something. I really remember watching that like music video um, when I was younger and just wondering why the song was called like California Girls, but then like the whole music video was like Candyland. I never really got the reference. I think it was supposed to be, like, California is, like, such an amazing, like, otherworldly place. It's almost, like, Candyland, question mark. Yeah. Uh, you know marketing back in the early 2010s. They said, let's stick her in a cupcake bra. The, the audience <laughs> will never question it. <laughs> they will live for it. I, I also really... I think probably my favorite music video from Katy Perry during that era was uh, TGIF. I love the song, Think uh, TGIF. Yeah. Or, or sorry, uh, last Friday night. Yeah. Well, I think it's. A, I think it was both. Like, I think it was like one of those things where it was like last Friday night, and then like in quotation marks, it was like TGIF. Exactly. Like, <laughs> not even I we're not even like the biggest Katy Perry fan. No. I would say like it was probably one of the the lower ranking pop divas like on our list of uh, like pop singers that we will listen to, but she really did like define an era of uh like i feel like music and american culture for a second so it's it's really hard to ignore her influence i have a teenage dream t-shirt i don't wear it but i used to wear it in um middle school because i really liked uh teenage dream and it was actually a gift that my uncle that's why she never had to come out gave to me yeah i never had to come out (laughs) y'all i really never did people just always assumed and they were right they were right 
they know. At least, at least I was never the type of the person that like tried to like act straight like even now because we we were actually stalking somebody on Instagram this past week. I don't know how I got to his Instagram page, but I love looking at random people's lives. No joke. I like asked Francis. I was like, "Who is this dude that you're showing me a photo of right now?" And he's like trying to uh, like reverse engineer the path that he took to get to this guy. And in trying to, he realized like he couldn't find the guy again. So like Francis truly goes down some rabbit holes to find some some really interesting people. Okay, so the way that I found it was that there was this girl that I was in a Spanish class with semesters ago, like my sophomore year of college. And she had posted that she was at this restaurant. So I clicked on the restaurant's link that, like, you know how, like, you're allowed to tag a location? So I clicked the tag location. Mm-hmm. Then I saw that they you can add stories to it. So I was watching the stories. And then I think his wife, like, added a picture of him. So then I clicked the wife's Instagram. And then I saw that she had pictures of him. So then I clicked on his tagged page. And then that's when I found him. And then I realized it was his wife because they had, like, wedding photos. And then I was like... But this dude is a full-on homosexual. Sometimes you just know when somebody's a homosexual. Oh, yeah. He had, he had gay face. Gay. Bad. bad, guys. Like, he had the gay face. And he was posting photos. Um, and I think I think we both might have noticed from, like, some of his captionings um, that he was a member of, like, the LDS church. And I grew up in an area where there was a lot of uh, Mormons. So I also had, like, I knew the exact understanding that Francis was trying to like put past me of like look at this dude that's fully gay but like living his life like a Mormon in complete denial and yep. I was like there's fully still guys from high school that I follow that are doing like the exact same thing too now even like six years later where I am like girl you all I've seen for your past posts are like the plants you're growing the bread you're baking and then the church you're going to like and it's just really it's sad because it's like, okay, I know, I know you're fucking gay, but is it like, do they not want to come out because of their church? Like, yeah. will their parents like kick them out of their life? Like, Probably I really yes. do wonder because it's like, um, I'm like, just leave it. I don't, okay. I'm not going to say that. Um, I don't agree with modern religion. I don't do, I, I'm personally not a religious person. I don't. Like, if you're religious, I'll still be your friend. I just hate how, like, religious people kind of um, knock down people that don't believe. They're like, how do you not believe? Like, there's so many signs that God is around. I was like, I never do this to you. And I kind of, like, hate that conversation where, like, people... I don't know. I just wish, like, everybody could get along and, like, not... Like, you wouldn't have to be scared to come out because, like, your religion doesn't... I'm like, being gay is honestly, like kind of fun but then I realized that there's gays that are like putting their pussy on <laughs> on Twitter and then I'm like well maybe homophobia made some points <laughs> That's what I, was just about to say. I was like it's the the struggle of the modern gay man is is really vast and varied at this point because there are definitely still people like these closeted Nancys that we're seeing on Instagram or that we went to high school with that are obviously living their life in some sort of state of denial or oppression to themselves. And then these other gays that we're seeing that are fully like 18, 19, 20 years old, like fully like just coming into their understanding of who they are as like a human being in their place in the world. And the first thing that they decide to do is start taking pictures of their asshole and putting it on the <laughs> internet to try and turn a quick coin, honey. I am like... 
when did this become the norm? Like, I don't ever remember being... I remember being 18 and, like, being on Grindr and being a slut, but I don't ever remember recording it and trying to, like... No. Make my my mark in this world this way. And that's... There is no shame to to sex workers or those that, that do make their their livings off of these sites like OnlyFans or Pornhub. We respect those bitches. It just has... Kisses. Uh, sex work has been such a prominent part of the LGBTQIA community. It's provided so many resources... Um, it really is a profession that needs to be uh, more legitimized. So it's like when you do see platforms like OnlyFans, you you want to feel happy. You want yeah. to feel like this is a giving power back to these individuals. And in a lot of sense, it is. It does make the marketing of it a little bit... Uh, Out there? Uh, yeah, definitely more accessible. Um and we can talk about that uh, when we get back from this break. Yes, there is um, a new mic being used for this podcast, yeah. and we don't really understand everything, so we're just going to make sure everything is good. So we'll be back in around two seconds. I know, I'm like, hold it. Welcome back from the break. Um, it was much longer, but it sounds like it was just a two-second break. But we were chilling for like 20 minutes, and we were just talking about... Um, some gays and then Damien was on found his Twitter and Damien has realized that Twitter is just full of porn because I I think I mentioned like in one of the first podcasts that we had done that I am not uh, consistently active on really uh, any social media platforms I used Twitter back in high school uh, when it first started becoming popular and everyone started downloading it and I was kind of popping off on there for a second. It was fun just like having like your classmates sort of be like, yeah, what you're saying is so funny and clever. Um, but then like once I got out of like really close social circles like that, I felt like it like wasn't really doing its purpose or like mm-hmm. I wasn't really saying anything to anybody. So I stopped using it consistently. And now it seems like every time I go on there because Twitter has sort of remained uh, one of the only platforms without very strict uh, content. Guidelines. Guidelines, it seems. <laughs> it, it is very, very risky. <laughs> yeah, especially for like... Uh, I feel like the quarantine has just made everyone an OnlyFans model, and they are just putting their OnlyFans content snippets on Twitter. And not that like I support sex workers. Like, yes, Lord. Like, you know, somebody has to do the job. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just one of those things that I don't want to see on my Twitter because I always, like, open it up in public and there's been times where, like, suddenly, like, there's somebody getting raw-dogged on my fucking timeline and I'm like, dude, I'm at, like, the self-checkout line at Target. And so, I don't know. It's just kind of jarring because I think it's gotten to the point now uh, with social media and, and OnlyFans becoming pretty popular that... Before, like, you would you would probably know, like, if you saw, like, an account that was, like, called, like, XXX Daddy Fucks XXXXX. <laughs> um, Once you saw the amount of X's, <laughs> if it was one X, they were British. If there were any more, they were porn stars. <laughs> so you would sort of have an idea that, like, what this this account is making and putting out and the content it is making. But 
now because as you were saying it's become so popular not just with it seems like these actors but definitely more of like the everyday person like being able to, to yep. do the work and, and put it out themselves it really is like accounts that you're like oh yeah like I met this guy like once at the bar like he was super funny like I added him when he was drunk or like I met this dude at a party whatever he seemed like he had a cool outfit follow him on Twitter and then like a couple days later you realize like oh now that I'm watching this dude get like rammed from behind with like an up close shot of like a dude then coming like all over his gaping asshole oh my gosh you realize like it just desensitizes me to sex I am like I also like to see like oh so they have like really weird sex oh my oh my god they're having unprotected sex couldn't be me, but also totally me. I was like, hold <laughs> up, girl, where is that judgment coming from? <laughs> the winner of the Little Miss No Condom pageant over here, oh, six years my running. Oh god. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I just think it's funny that like, it used to be more of like a Tumblr thing, but as soon as Tumblr like decided that it was going to clean up its guidelines, everyone from Tumblr has like kind of made their way towards Twitter. And I think, like, with the amount of, like, porn that people are doing now or, like, amateur stuff and they're realizing that they can make a good bag Mm -hmm. on OnlyFans, everyone's starting to do it. And it's funny because, like, people I know, like, in real life are starting to do OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, like, tweeting, like, follow my OnlyFans, follow my OnlyFans, like, chicks and gay dudes. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like... I know you don't have that many subscribers on OnlyFans and now you know how it feels to be a SoundCloud rapper. (laughs) But... It does, it is like a little bit of a different sort of scale because unlike Instagram or, or SoundCloud where someone just like follows or, or or becomes like a fan of your account, I don't know what the fucking terminology for a SoundCloud follow is. Um, it doesn't equate to anything, I guess, necessarily like monetarily. Like it shows uh-huh. their engagement, but it doesn't necessarily mean like that person is full out supporting you as an artist. With OnlyFans, if, like, someone is following your profile, you know they are giving you however much money you have made your limit for that to be a thing. So it's, like, yeah, you may only have, like, 100 followers or subscribers or whatever, but that's so different from just 100 followers on Instagram because at least those 100 followers, like, are giving you, even at the most bare minimum, like, a dollar. That's, like, a $100 paycheck, like every however much you get paid I me it has absolutely none of the details but it feels like talking about it like I said yeah so I was actually looking at one of my girlfriend's pages and I think it's funny because like her only fans is like $12 and I'm like that's kind of steep for like somebody who has such a like I don't even know if she has a following mm-hmm. I think it's like I think $12 is kind of a lot and I only yeah. say this because a lot of people will be like follow my only fans and I always click their link to see how expensive or like how much do, how much how what's the worth of your nude content I you know want to know I mean? what marketing uh, ideas that they had behind it like when they were yeah. when they were like making out their marketing um, their, their true value equation what is their true value like, equation my ass equals X <laughs> and the cost of the market of ass equals X <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but like a good baseline for like uh, Trisha Paytas I was she makes just about to say. Her account is $5. Yeah. $5 a month. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like that draws people in because you get she puts out a lot of content. Like I, I follow her on Twitter. I had to unfollow her because she kept putting her pussy on there, and I was just like, "Love you, girl. Support you." But it's just not the type of stuff I'm trying to like see while I'm like out in public. Exactly. But five dollars, really good marketing tool. Like, yeah. And I've noticed that a lot of like these like bigger only fan like gay accounts that get like a lot of interaction. Mm-hmm. Their their pages are kind of like uh, follow my account. It's only like four dollars today, or like it's five dollars, and um. I'm like, I feel like that's a really good, like, scheme, like, to have it, like, really cheap because then you can, like, kind of, like, grow your audience and then, like, once you have, like, let's say, like, 500 subscribers, you can just, like, put it to $6 and now you've earned an extra $600 from everybody, everybody. but, like, no one notices because it's one, it's just, like, one more dollar, but... If you start at 12, I feel like people are like, well, I can get so much better content somewhere else for $5. So I feel like there is definitely, like, you have to kind of be, like, a business-savvy person to have an OnlyFans. You can't be somebody that's like, well, if you want my nudes, you have to pay $12. I'm like, mama, this is not somebody wanting your nudes. This is somebody that's, like, paying money for, like, amateur porn. And you have to kind of treat it as a business because Pornhub and all these industries, they treat it like a business. No, and that's why... It is like a little like hard talking about a, a, a figure like Trisha Paytas who is is very deeply problematic in a lot of the things that she does say and and the actions that 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 she'll put out to the public. However, um, you can't say that that girl doesn't uh, know how social media and marketing does work um, because I do watch a lot of the videos that she makes, sort of talking about her ideology behind how she creates her OnlyFans because at this point she is uh, like a proven fact one of the top creators on the platform and she does talk a lot about that concept of of almost like loss leading um, her sort of like entrance fees to her OnlyFans she prefers to go uh, with like a lower fee of like five dollars even sometimes I think she's just changed the marketing to now where she has another platform where she does just free nudes so then people like at least have an idea and then from there then they pay to get into the OnlyFans. So it's like she really goes for such a broad sweeping of people to like come in uh-huh. and just with like having huge numbers and like not maybe charging them like that much, just the fact that it's this many people like consistently is still going to be getting you like a paycheck that is upwards of as she was saying like tens of thousands of dollars. And, like, she talks a lot about also how it's, like, because she knows that's, like, not how you make the money necessarily with OnlyFans. She talks about how, like, a lot of the interactions that she does are, like, these private interactions where she is making them custom videos or making them custom messages where then they're paying out the ass for that. And, like, she knows that's, like, the only way you can get those people is through offering, like, to show her nudes, basically. Mm -hmm. So I really do think, like you become successful by really implying those actual business techniques. Exactly. And, like, even if you get, like, let's say, like, 200 followers, you're not a big page. You don't have to be a big page Mm -hmm. to where, let's say, like, your channel is, um, you or, like, your OnlyFans has about, like, 200 subscribers and you're only, like, doing $500. Mm -hmm. That is, like, $1,000, like, coming in monthly. That, like, that's your rent. And then everything else, like, you make, like, let's say, from, like, your other job. Mm -hmm. Your fucking day job. <laughs> day job. The only thing is that a lot of people don't know that OnlyFans, you're not an employee. You're a private contract. Yeah, you're an independent contractor. And so 
you're going to have to hold off some of that money for taxes. For taxes, because the government will be coming after. Like, trust me, we are about to hit a a recession. Like, they're, the government they're be looking for that money. Yeah, they're going to be ensuring that they're getting those taxes. And so I'm like, just make sure that if you are doing an OnlyFans, to make sure that you do look into like the the money that the taxes that are associated with an independent contractor because when you're an employee usually like the company will like do the holdings set out the... before ahead of time exactly yeah. and then like that's when you get like your tax return but this during tax season you're actually going to have to pay because you don't want to end up in jail just because you were a porn star who know. didn't know about taxes you wanted to get some free cash by, by showing your <laughs> pussy on twitter <laughs> no but, it is it it is like a really smart tech like technique and tactic and i think that's why like i that's why i really think when trisha like puts out like information about like creating only fans like i really do find it interesting because i'm like she really is a professional about it because she did put out a series of videos where i think the first one sort of addresses as if you're coming into only fans um as like a, a beginner a novice and then she put out another video where it was for someone more intermediate and then the last video is is for someone like an expert quotations like herself um and one of the tips that she definitely suggested was hiring someone to be able to do your finances once you get to that point because like as she's saying she's making tens of thousands of dollars like a month and she needed someone just to be able to like as you were saying like put aside some of it like put some of it away because then it's like the same thing where it's not set up where there's like benefits like made available there's not exactly. a thing where there's like a 401k made available so if like that's going to be your main source of income those are just smart things to be able to have in like your back pocket and sort of like be independently contributing to your own so you have a little bit of a fallback and i feel like that's what like kind of drives people to get a day job uh, within companies I've noticed that a lot of people when applying for jobs, they tend to look for jobs that have benefits like dental insurance, um, medical insurance, 401k matching plans. And like, these are all terms that I didn't really understand until my last <laughs> internship where we had a benefits workshop where we talked about benefits for two hours with HR and they told us everything that we needed to know, like what a 401k is, why it's important to find a company that does matching. Like um, maybe your pay isn't great, but they like, put more money into your 401k yeah. to like help you retire like what are what are your long-term goals and i think it, it like all of this like is very important and what's really cool about only fans is that you don't have to like do it for eight hours a day like this is something that you can film content in the morning mm -hmm. at night and then like kind of like take 24 hours to respond or if you're a really good content creator you can like take like 10 minutes to respond and um and then if you become really good at it, you don't necessarily need a day job or you find other um, like avenues like you can start like getting like maybe like sponsorships for your videos or like exactly you products and you know, like your videos. It's like it all starts just like end up like building off of itself. Like, you know, like because sex sells and like um, I've noticed that there is a YouTuber that I follow or uh, follow um, where she um it gets sponsored by adamandeve.com yeah and it's like so it like say like you're a porn star and then you end up starting a youtube channel because you already have a following like just like trisha paytas where like i think one of the reasons why people actually subscribe to her as well is because they can see her like outside the porn world where they can like see her like eating food interacting with people on david dobrik's vlogs but then they also see that kind of like 
porn like aspect to her like these like sexual fantasies because I feel like sex is so integrated with like our culture now yeah and um, if you're able to see like somebody's like it's like a public figure who also does porn I feel like you can make a lot of money because you don't get that a lot no there's it's it's weird depending on sort of like the area of fame or, or status that um like you as an individual personally have just because it could definitely be like the madonna horror sort of complex where if your image or the way that people perceive you is is like too sweet um like the idea of like having your sex work out there like sex tapes out there could possibly ruin your career however if then there's like a point where if you are too sweet now people are really curious about it yeah and like then then they would want to see it so there's like it's like a really sort of tough line to balance and like a lot of it does sort of have to do with like sexism and like how rape culture is such a prominent like aspect of our community because like how is it that when professors who like male professors who get like caught for having like only fans now or like um like making uh porn videos um or like does like shirtless photos and then becomes viral on the internet then mm-hmm. they get hired by like modeling agencies or like these actual porn companies to become like actual stars exactly versus like female teachers who you see like oh female teachers like only fans gets leaked or something and then they like lose their job so oh wow i didn't know about that yeah no i've seen like a couple of like sort of just instagram posts sort of like comparing some some actually prime examples in the media of that of just like how it seems like when a dude is like hot, like the hot, do you remember like the hot felon? Yes. Like how, of course it's like a man. And then like once he got viral, then he was like given like the job after he was like done with his like prison or however the story went, like basically like sort of celebrated. He was like signed to a modeling agency and like there were actually model agencies like fighting to get a contract with him. Yeah, exactly. Versus like, you don't, you never really saw that like happening with women, even though there were no. multiple stories that were following that same trend of like seeing like really hot like women mug mm-hmm. shots or like these really like put together women like getting their photos taken and you're like, yeah, I could never really see like a modeling industry fighting for a woman model like that. Yeah, exactly. Especially because there's just like, <sighs> I feel like there are so many women that are like already like within the modeling world that they can like pick and choose, but like to find a really attractive dude, I feel like is one of those things where it's like, um, not all men age as well. And yeah. so like when a guy like that is like 30 and really attractive, you're like, oh my God, he has good genes. Let's get him on what we can. Because people don't really care for like the bad gal image. I do. I like a bad bitch. But I feel like some people, like you said, like like the really sweet yeah. female while like people have this like natural like lust for like bad men yeah. with tattoos and kind of like that rusty like look in the bald head because there have been times where like you know you're watching like NCIS and like the bad guy is like this like um like cholo (laughs) like this like hot a Mexican cholo from LA and like me being like a Latina I was just like oh my god I want him to be like my papi like we can have like beautiful Latin kids and like I wish he would murder me behind the alley yeah (laughs) and so it's just like oh my god um this is definitely hot um But yes, um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back from the second or third break from this episode. We've just been taking so many breaks now. I know. We realized that <laughs> I like came to Francis like after the second or third podcast that we've done. And I was like, hey, just so you know, we don't have to do everything in one singular take. And it was such a realization to us as like creators. I'm like, that that definitely takes off a lot of pressure to just feel like I need to consistently keep talking. Especially because like are kind of like the first episodes that like we had for this podcast weren't like planned out with an outline. I mean, this one really doesn't have an outline either. I was either. Just about to say none of these have an outline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like some of them had had like bigger broad topics that we want to talk about. And so like the first episode, like we just knew it was like the introduction episode, and so it was just like really easy to kind of go on for um, fifty minutes. For that episode, at least, like, remembering back how, like, the conversation, like, as soon as the 50-minute mark, we were like, okay, we're done. And then we were like, oh, my God, that is so easy. Like, we went through it so fast. Mm -hmm. And now we're here and we're like, actually, we're going to take a break after 20 minutes. And now I understand why podcasters do it. Yeah. Just to, like, kind of gather their thoughts, go into their next segment sort of with the plan. And I mean, like, every sort of media that you interact with pretty much does that. I mean, like, television shows take commercial breaks, do second takes, YouTube videos will have ad breaks, they'll do multiple takes and then edit the best takes together. So I think we're just really getting more into the idea of uh, creating episodes as, like, this finished product of uh, collaborative and multiple efforts. <laughs> exactly. Um, but speaking of collaborative efforts... I <laughs> that is such a bad transition, no, but I thought that really truly worked. Like, oh, okay, thank you. I know what you're gonna start talking about. So I was like, okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I've, I started this is my last semester of university, guys. I know he is as uh, one of his grinder hookups once called him. Not a twink anymore, but a... A college student. A student. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy, because this guy was telling me that he had he like has a fascination with twinks, and I was just like oh, so do you consider me a twink? And he was like, no, I consider you a college student. And so now that's just like the running joke like in this house. It's like, I'm a college student. Like that's that's my big like thing I'm known for big now. Big identifier. Now on Grindr, like my um, tribe is going to be a grad student slash podcaster. <laughs> But, um, so I have been attending the world famous Zoom University, and <laughs> it's a train wreck. They it's, have a high enrollment this year, I've heard. Oh my god, the enrollment <laughs> is out the ass, but they just accept any dumb fucker. <sighs> so, I started off the, the semester, and I... Originally was going to take a physics class, but I was like, fuck physics, let me do astronomy because I thought astronomy would help directly like with astrology since I really like astrology. And I've been like, we've been like reading um, into the cards and like learning more about our signs. Looking up into the sky. Yeah. To be fair, like I have heard from like multiple other uh, college students who have gone through college that an astronomy course is one of the like most... Uh, basic courses you can take like I feel like it's like it's open to a ton of people you know what I mm -hmm. mean so you could really take like that sort of course as 
a fucking freshman in one yep. major, you can take it as a senior in a whole other major, so. And it's because it's a, um, for me at least, and for like like you said, like for a majority of people, it's one of those classes that it's a, um, a prerequisite just to graduate from the university. Like you have to take a science course that has a lab. And so astronomy is one of them. But what's funny is this course because it's one of those classes where like anyone can join, it's so big. And so um, there's just a lot of immature freshmen in this class. And so when first day of Zoom University started, I got on early just to like see who was on there. It was about like four people. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a small class. Five minutes like after like 10.30 when the class was supposed to start, then everybody starts joining in. And I was like, okay, People are acting like they haven't used Zoom at all. They're You're like, the traffic was so bad. I'm like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, y'all, why is everyone? Like my professor was like, I figured everyone's going to be late because everyone's navigating. I was like, okay, we've used Zoom as a American society for long. And I mean, of course it's international, but like, I don't know. I was just like. Everybody has used Zoom by now. These are the same individuals that I am seeing are like making TikTok videos. With, yes. Like, like Francis was showing me some of the software uh, that he has to use to be able to create um, uh, face filters, like uh, Instagram face filters. Uh, you have to use like a 3D modeling process and then like upload it to this other programming. So. This is, like, a core demographic of, like, individuals between, like, the ages of, like, 18 and 21 who I'm, like, y'all, y'all know how to use technology. Stop lying to the older people and telling them it is taking you so long to get onto the Zoom meeting. Because you know it isn't. It's it's just that's not the problem. But I, I just still think it's so funny. Like, like you said, like, these are tech-savvy generations, uh, people from a generation that's so tech-savvy. And it's just so stupid that they, like, have to take their time to get on the call. But anyway, so within that five minutes, the, the room went from like 15 people to 170 people. And I didn't realize the class was going to be so big. But of course, it's a lecture, a lot of people. Oh my God. The poor professor, this guy. Okay, it's an astronomy class and his last, okay, his first name is Summer. His last name is Starfield. I'm dead. Tell me that he did not pay that, his name. That literally sounds like a drag name. Like, welcome to the stage. Summer so Starfield. Starfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, no, he's definitely changed his name. His prob- his name was probably like George Georgeman. And now <laughs> and he paid to get a change to fucking Summer Starfield. So I was like, there's no way that's his actual name unless I don't buy it. It could be like how uh, Tom, I think it's like Tom Hanks. Um, he has two kids and one of them is like an actor. Um, but he has like a really like regular name like Noah or something like that. And then his like other kid is named like Brick or like something like oh really like God. masculine. And the dude has, he's like a crust punk with like super long hair. And it's like, that is hilarious. That's how it works. It's like a it's a, like a study shown in it's like what was the word? Predestined nominative association or something like that of like because you're a Noah, you will be a Noah. And because you're a brick, you will grow up to be <laughs> brick. a crusty brick. <laughs> or whatever the fuck his kids' names are. Um before we get more into Zoom University, 
I have this opinion that I think is very unpopular. That's I don't. Surprising. I don't like the fact that other people get to choose your name. Because, and I know, I know it sounds, I know it sounds dumb, but I really don't like. Who the hell are these two people that get to choose my? Like, I wish you could choose your own name because it's like. I have to live with my name for the rest of my life. Why do these Girl, people... Uh, what age are you supposed to be given that ability, though? Because if I was given the choice to pick my name between the ages of one and five, I would have probably named myself Jeffrey because I named everything that was given to me Jeffrey for some reason. Okay, so maybe it is something that's ceremonial that you get to do at the age of 20 <laughs> or something like as soon as you become like inde- like independent when you find when you first do your taxes as an independent individual you get the option do you want to change your what legal are name supposed to call you for those first 20 years though <laughs> your instagram username <laughs> I just don't, I don't like the fact that other people get to choose my name. I don't know why. It maybe sounds selfish or delusional, but I don't like that I have this trust that I'm not supposed to, like, with these strangers who birthed me to choose my name. Who gave these motherfuckers the right? No. <laughs> Francis is truly a, um, like, a, a hit the blunt meme. Like, do you remember those? Like, yes. hit the blunt once, like... I just hate how people, I can choose my own name. That was just like given to me. Like, <laughs> it's just like, I mean, I just want to choose my own name. But then, like, it's like, well, what do you want your name to be? And I'm like, I don't know. But <laughs> she said, that sounds like a lot of responsibility. It sounds but... like a lot of decision making. But I feel like if we were given the option to, like, hey, if you want to choose your name, Choose your name. You can choose I would your name choose now. One. I mean, we've had friends who changed their names. Yeah, I just feel like I've gone by Francis for so long that like. Which is funny because that's not even your name. It's not your name. <laughs> um, if you guys want to know my actual legal first name, you guys are gonna have to um, dig for it. But we will not talk about she it on said, this y'all podcast. Y'all have to sue me to find that information. But we do not talk about it. But yeah, back to Zoom University. Um, I don't want people to think I'm a dumbass because of this, because I feel like that is such an unpopular opinion that people are going to be like, oh my God, this kid is delusional. But something that's not unpopular is that Zoom University kind of sucks. And like, I'm not saying let's all go back to school. Like, no, I think it's like the appropriate steps to take right now for university. But like my experience was... First of all, my professor kept on cutting out, like, every five minutes. And then, like, every... I want to say, like, 25 minutes, his computer would freeze. And the only thing that was working was his voice. And so, like, you could hear his voice, but the PowerPoint was frozen. His photo was frozen. And we would all be like, just restart the program. Like, somebody would be like, hey, professor, just restart the program. He was like, actually, I'm just going to restart my whole computer. So he would leave for, like, 10 minutes. We would, like, we would just, like, see him disappear. And because he was the host, it was, like, free reign. Yeah. Like, everybody just, like... And there were so many people in the call that, like, everybody turned on their, like, um... Their, like, cameras, and people were, like, smoking blunts, hitting their jewels. Like, <laughs> there were these girls that were, like, doing, like, TikTok dances and, like, putting on, like, the sound. But it was so, like, Zoom low quality that it just sounded, like, screechy and really annoying. And then, like... 
this one dude had like blinking lights with like a supreme flag behind him and um there was this other guy that would like constantly say like all the birds with big tits follow me on instagram time money eight my fucking god don't say his fucking instagram i'm like everybody go bully him because (laughs) he annoyed me and I'm just like, oh my... And he said it at least, like, five times. Like, even when the professor was on. I was like, she remembered that. <laughs> and uh, it's just, like, those, like, shitty um, commercials that you watch as a kid that, like, just get played so much oh that you end up memorizing them. I'm like, I, me as a seven-year-old does not need to know the directions to shame Cohen Company. <laughs> Scottsdale Road into Como, open weekdays till 8, Saturday and Sunday till 5, online or at shadeco.com. Like, yeah, but honestly, that is because your parents have, <laughs> should have been letting you read books instead of watching TV. I read a lot of books as a kid. I actually remember when I would get grounded, um, my parents would take away the book collection that I have versus necessarily taking away the TV because my parents would buy me any book that I wanted because they thought just like the idea that I was really interested in reading was like all they needed to do as like parents. So they were like, we did it. We did it. He's done it. <laughs> buy him whatever book he wants. So I'd be like, yeah, could you buy me like this, like, uh, this like set of books from this author? They're mystery novels. And they're like, okay, yeah, for sure. They're like full porn romance novels. Like, oh my God. Like, I love like, it. Literally like the most trash. And I would read them like as a fourth grader, like in my class and like my female, like teachers would like come up to me and be like, I really like that book. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh. We always knew that English teachers were a little wild child at heart. Dude, fully. No, there was so many of my, uh, it was my, like, English professors and, like, my art teachers would always, like, we'd always get along, we'd always vibe, they were always a sis. Those were, those were the gays' favorites, my art (laughs) teachers and my English teachers. Because they were always, I feel like, the most progressive, um, my geometry teacher, she used to work out at the same gym as me, and she was the type of person that, like, she always wore, like, very modest dresses to, like, teach geometry class. But at the gym, she would wear, like, the sports bras and, like, the really, oh like, short Nike shorts. And she had so many cool tattoos. But because she was a teacher, like, you could never see them. But, like, they were, like, on her legs, like, on, like, her back. But she didn't have any arm tattoos. So, like, when you, like, saw her in class, she would always be, like, like in this really nice dress or in this pantsuit and you never really saw her like wear like short skirts and so I was just like oh my god this bitch like has like two completely different identities like at school she's like this really nerdy geometry teacher and then like at the gym she would when I would show up because my dad tried to get me a personal trainer to lose weight um I would be there for about like 45 minutes with this personal trainer and while I was there she would be like on the stairmaster. And by the time I left, she was still on the Stairmaster. Like, this bitch was hardcore gym fanatic. She... She walked so OnlyFans teachers now could run. (laughs) (laughs) But she actually... What's really funny is she recently followed me on Instagram a couple months back. And she said she listens to our podcast? Oh my god, she's such a big fan. Um, (laughs) But it's funny because she watches my stories all the time and, like, will react to them. And she's, like, one of the few, like teachers that I still keep up with on uh, Instagram. There's another teacher who like really hated me in high school. He was my history teacher because I just loved history as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he just really like 
hated me because most history teachers are like kind of like conservative older men. Yeah. And you, you know what I mean. Well, I fully, um, I think that was because it was that sort of trend where all the history teachers that I got in like middle school and stuff were like crotchety old men and it was like a history. Then that of course, like I fully knew was bullshit. I'm like, Christopher Columbus did no discover an ass. Like, no, like... So I, I really didn't like history growing up. And like after um, I got to like the point where I kind of had to, I had to mandatorily take it. Like even in high school, I figured out like workarounds where I always could take like history like online. Um, either like during the summer or like an extra class period like during the year that way I yeah. could like fit another class during the school year and like not have to deal with like the most annoying professors and teachers because those history teachers were so annoying but uh, I he ended up following me on Instagram he about like like two years after I graduated and he like doesn't teach at like high school anymore now he's like a college professor and like he's in a band and he like plays guitar and i was just like did he just become like really liberal because like now like on his thing like he's like smoking like cigars and i just think it's really funny like the way like i'm like okay so did you not like me or did you like like me because i just remember him being always like kind of like dismissive but I think he was like dismissive to kind of like all of us bitches that were just kind of like loud and always thought we were really funny and now I'm looking back I was one of those like annoying kids that always wanted to talk in class oh god um she's always looking back like she's not still fully like in her fucking zoom 101 class oh my god but this class like this zoom class um it's just so bad like and there's a TA, but the TA is, like, a master student who, like, um, I mean, like, when he introduced himself, he just seems like he, um, like, had recently become, like, a master student. This is, like, a very, like, new position for him. Like, this is probably, like, his first semester TA. Oh, poor girl. And, like, <laughs> this, this guy, he's just, like, hi, um, and just keeps seems kind of shy because like I know like TAs before where they're like hey this is me this is me this is my email like if you need any contact this is going to be my office hours like you know like this is like their 10th class like, but don't contact me because I will mark off my exactly. next test because I will remember the fact that you are the needy bitch that needs my attention <laughs> after my office hours are done being posted thank you <laughs> oh my god but yeah so like I could just I was like I feel so bad for this kid because like while everyone's going crazy like the TA just like he would kind of just, like, turn off his camera, like, when the professor was gone. I was like, you can tell he does not want anything to do with this. But, like, it's Dude, part- nobody in that situation wants anything to do with it. No. And, like, um... None of, the, none of the kids want to be there. Like, I'm sure the professor barely wants to be there. Because, like, it's just a situation that nobody really anticipated that they were going to sign up for. And yeah. I mean, you could say the same thing about a lot of people's, like, current jobs. Um, I know that I'm currently working from home. I did recently just acquire the job, so I always went into the idea of knowing that I was going to be working from home. But for those who had been so accustomed to, like, going into an office every single day, like, this whole routine, I'm sure it, like, shook a lot of them up. Oh, I definitely agree. Yeah. And, like, even being in sort of, like, similar situations where I'm with, like, large training classes or large meetings where there's uh, multiple people and... Of course, we're all getting paid to be there, so everyone's definitely a little bit more professional and, like, on their game. But that that still doesn't stop the fact that life is fucking chaotic. Yeah. And 
you know, the, this is an older generation of individuals, a lot of them. So it's like when they tell me that they're really not figuring out how to work the Zoom or something's crashing, like, I truly believe that's probably happening. Or like when I hear their kids fucking whining in the background because they're doing online school or their dog barking or the Amazon UPS guy like dropping some shit off. <laughs> I fully know way too much about your people's personal lives, oh, but yeah. I guess this is the new normal. It definitely is the new normal, and I think it's going to be, like, around for a long time. And um, what I really thought was funny was at the very end of the course, like, the professor, like, was like, if you guys have any questions, just email me. He, like, hopped off. Like, it was no, like, bye, guys. And, like, he's, like, the last person to log off. He was yeah. just like, bye. Like, first person off the call. And then, like everybody's just like being so loud and like hey and like in the chat the chat's going crazy like i don't think the professor knows how to like look at the chat because people are like they're just like, fully, like teaching up there like they're like yeah. probably not like looking at whatever's popping up on this like screen that's like probably so far away from yep. them and um that's honestly probably a really good point i didn't think about that uh but it's so funny so like there was this whole conversation where they were like like if somebody came from this high school, say what's up. And then everybody's like, hi, 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 hi. And then, like, oh there was, like, this guy was like, oh, my God, Beck. Like, we went to the same high school. You're, like, Jonathan's girlfriend. And she's like, oh, my God, hey. And, like, they're having this, like, conversation for everyone. And I, like, literally put in the chat, like, can y'all PM each other, please? And then, like, everybody was like, yeah, just cheat already uh, but in <laughs> private. Like, and so, like, everybody's, like, starting to make fun of this couple because, like, I kind of was like, shut the fuck up. I'm fucking dead. Because I'm like, can y'all please be quiet? You forget, like... And it's it's hard because we don't see ourselves as, as being, like, too elderly of individuals or anything no. like that. No, I think we're young people. No, we're, we're definitely young people. I'm 24. Francis is going to be 23 very soon. I'm 22. He said, say the correct age. It has not happened yet. <laughs> he just doesn't want to feel old. But yes, I am 22. He he may... I don't know. Why do you do that to me? You always see... Because you're 23 I'm, soon. I am 23 in two months. I am 22. That That is a 60-day trial of left of being 22. She still has plenty of time to fuck this year out. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but then you you interact with people who are 18 years old. And, I mean, we, we interact with these people on Instagram and Twitter, so, or uh, TikTok. You think, you think you might have an idea of, like, who this person is or that you might like relate on some sort of level same same understanding same mm-hmm. generation and then they start doing shit like that in class asking where all the big t bitches are like smoking weed in front of everybody like i'm thinking the same bullshit but i'm not like do it maybe that's like where where maturity is is also i think it's because like all these people that i'm noticing are all like class clowns mm-hmm. and i was never a class clown so i can never like recognize but i think there was more people like off camera not giving a fuck because i mean like i'm talking about like there's probably 170 people on this call and i want to say like the class clowns there's probably like 30 people but there's like still like a whole another like 140 people that are just off camera mute not saying anything and i feel like we're part of those bitches yeah. that are like we don't want to be here but then like I've seen so much content on like, in order to go like viral on TikTok, Twitter, with using Zoom, you have to like do something embarrassing yeah. or like do something like outlandish to get like a bunch of laughs to, 
go viral. And I'm just like, it's kind of disrespectful to everyone else that's like trying to learn. But then at the same time, that content, like even I view it because it's <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? So Both it's like- supports it. Like when you're not directly involved with it, but then like once it's distracting you, you're like, this is some bullshit. Like what's going on here? Because I provide the demand for it. Like, cause <laughs> I, I love seeing like the compilations on YouTube, like 10 Zoom fails or like this girl's like, I'm tired of fucking Zoom. Like, I just want to go back to school or, like, not go to school at all. Like, my teacher's dumb and, like, she forgot to mute herself. And the professor was like, well, I'm going to kick you off and we can have a private discussion as soon as this class ends. And, like, the girl's, like, covering her mouth. But, like, it's so cringy that, like, I watch it, like, two or three times because I'm like, this can't be real. I feel like I see so many of those TikTok trends now where it's um, people, like that have the captions of like the uh, embarrassing stories like in the front of it and like the whole time they have like their hand over their mouth and they're making like an embarrassed face and then they're like they put their hand to their head and they're like what because it's quirky but like i feel like low-key since like none of those stories like actually provide really any like social proof that that happened that you could really put like any sort of shocking caption edited in front of like you under some light like doing quirky embarrassed faces and it would become viral (laughs) it's so true you just have to like make um something up and like really it's really hard to understand like what goes viral on tiktok because like there is like full-on like sketches that people create that go viral but there's also like stupid humor that like people like make that are like so low budget and then there's just random scenarios that people record that end up being funny and I like those, like, do you remember, like, growing up that there was the America's Funniest Videos on TV? Yeah, and, like, I it'd be like, all those. Oh, my God. So I was the type of person that supplied the demand for of that because you were. I Just loved that the shit. The lowest common denominator of trash. Oh, my God. The lowest common denominator of comedy. <laughs> but um, that shit was just so entertaining for me. And I feel like a lot of that, like tiktok has replaced because now you just like see those videos but like at demand like so many people have recording devices now so you're like next 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 and a lot of what goes viral now is just like things that like people just happen to capture on camera and then but i have like the same sort of reaction that i had with like the america's funniest home videos ones where it's like i would sort of understand that like yeah, some of this is definitely caught like in the instance, like definitely candid, but I felt like just even as a kid watching it and just seeing like the way that some of the shots were set up, I am like, I'm fully watching this man like set up the shots so he can get kicked in the nuts so he can get like a good shot of this to send it into America's Funniest Home Videos. Like, oh yeah, some of it was definitely like, this ain't real. Ugh. And that's the thing about like reality TV is that like they make it sound like really organic. So I've been watching... Um, the new RuPaul show, Ru, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Live Las oh, Vegas. I haven't seen it. Oh, we should definitely watch it. It's actually really good. But they have, um, there's one point where they're filming and um, uh, Derek Barry goes up to some of the other queens and was like, you know what we should do? You know what sounds fun? Like if like some of the gals, like we all just like got into drag and then like went gambling and like just had a few drinks and they're like yeah let's definitely see like if the other girls are like up for it five minutes later to the show all the girls are like in full drag gambling and i'm like this is so scripted like they probably told Derek barry like 
okay, now you're gonna pretend, like, you're gonna ask all the girls, like, if they wanna go, like, gambling in mm. drag. As if, like, that wasn't part of, like, the storyline. I'm like, it's called Vegas, like, RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas. Like, people wanna see the girls gambling, and then somebody shows up in drag that's not not part and it's like stirs the pot with the drama and so there's all this drama and then it ends on like a cliffhanger and i'm like it's so scripted it's like so not scripted that it's scripted if that makes sense well they had to give it some sort of storyline since there isn't like really a competition or uh something like that to be able to like produce mm-hmm. organically from they're like we have to get these bitches getting through these episodes somehow it's just so funny because it's like it's like, at what point do we accept it? Because for everything else in terms of our media that we watch, we know it's scripted. We know movies are scripted. We know most TV shows are scripted, but we're totally fine with that. But when we're told it's not scripted, but then we can tell it's scripted, then we have a problem with it. <laughs> I am like, I know this is scripted. Don't fucking lie to me. <laughs> I, but then it's funny because then it's even using drag queens who it's like, these aren't even their actual people. They're literally putting on these characters. Yep. And then we're expecting them to act organically as these characters. Like, <laughs> no, mama. Like, these fucking men in wigs are going to start acting out whatever goddamn script you've put in front of them because that's what they are. They're literally actors. These actors. <laughs> <laughs> we're clowns. <laughs> just real pretty clowns. <laughs> But yeah, I just honestly like the show is really good. Like if you guys want to watch it, definitely check it out. I think I actually I kind of prefer this type of show more than RuPaul's Drag Race. Like because I like the competition, but like I've just gotten so used to like this scenario that it's really nice to see these queens like outside of that like competition, like stage. Because yeah. I mean, they're. At this point, there really has become, like, a formula to it. So it's, mm-hmm. as a viewer who has gone through the multiple seasons with the show, it's it's gotten a little easier to be able to tell, like, where they're setting things up in terms of story arc and who wins what and who loses what, just depending on who they show more, how they show them. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's just a little from like us being such major fans but exactly it's it's hard it really is hard to be able to keep a format like that consistent which is why them doing something like the the las vegas is cool and would be something that i would definitely want to watch yeah you should definitely um check it out um another show that we're finally um getting which i am so mad so i love love island uk and australia mm-hmm. now there is love island us and i am so against the idea because like the reason why i love love island uk love island australia is because it's all these dumb hot people that have accents that are like making out fucking each other and like they're doing all this like fake finding love shit but i like it because they all have accents and they're all like foreign white people but as soon as it's like it's like u.s love island i'm just like i don't like it because i know these dumb bitches like i go to school with them like (laughs) i I don't want to see them on my tv i see jeremy and taylor all the time at whiskey row on fucking gilbert (laughs) like yes yelling at each other talking about how he cheated with her sister like i don't need to be seeing this on my television as well i need to see sharon love (laughs) sarah love (laughs) but yeah drunken essex (laughs) And it's just so cool because, like, uh, it's just, like, so UK that it hurts. And then, like, the Australian one is, like, so Australian that it hurts. 
But then like the US one, I don't know, sometimes I just think like hot US people are kind of cringe. So it hopefully it doesn't last as long as Love Island UK. Because I think Love Island UK already has like more than 10 seasons. Holy crap. And I like did not realize that it had been that popular around for that long. I feel like it like j- not like just recently, but like in the past couple of years only has become sort of popular within American <laughs> mainstream culture. Well, with um with Love Island on the first and second season, they used to talk about how many like Facebook friends they had. Be like, I have over ten thousand Facebook friends, See, and they yeah. would like bring up like the Facebook page, <laughs> and like nobody uses Facebook now. Like it's all like now in the latest seasons, they're like, I'm an Instagram model, like. But before, like, there wasn't, like, Facebook models that, like, had, like, like, all these, like, product advertisements that they do now because, like, social media was so not early, like, early created, but it was at that age where, like, it started growing a lot with younger people as people started getting more handheld devices and, like, smartphones. It just changed. And I mean... The more things change, the more things stay the same because uh, Instagram is still owned by Facebook, so all the money is still going right into Mark Zuckerberg's pocket. Well, I just wanted to thank all of you guys for sitting with us um, during this journey, I would describe it as, of two digital girls and their foibles of living in this newly acclimated digital world. Yeah, definitely wish me luck on Zoom University this uh, this semester. When you graduate, are you just so excited to throw your laptop out? Like, the oh my leg? god, we're just gonna throw <laughs> it up into the air, um, and then it's gonna crash into my skull and then break it. But um, yeah, so wish me luck this semester. Um, if you are in school or like you know of a teacher, like please be patient with everybody yeah. that is like online and try to take it as serious as you can. Like. Um, but also if you do see kind of like a funny Zoom video, like definitely watch it because they're so fucking funny. I know, Francis is like, I am looking for those. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all on my like For You page and like all my content. But yeah, um, so have a good week. We'll chat next week, guys. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, if you wanted to reach out to us about uh, any of the topics that you've heard about today or any of the topics that you've heard about in the past or just want to see uh, what these horrors look like in real life, my Instagram is at Damien Science. And I am at Viva Francis. And then you can also follow the podcast at, is it THB? Uh, it's uh, the number two hungry and bitches with two Zs. On Instagram. Yeah, it'll definitely, we'll leave it in the spot cat, uh, Spodcast, <laughs> the podcast um, description. If you're on like Spotify, Anchor, whatever you're on, we'll leave all these uh, ads below. Yeah, that way you could follow them. Um, you'll be updated when I'll be posting new podcasts um, and other content that will be following along the Two Hungry Bitches lifestyle. Birthday. Yes, we have. We're actually designing some stickers for the podcast. So if you guys would like to have some free stickers, please email us yeah. or uh, insta, insta DM us. Oh my God, I'm, I, I don't even know how to speak anymore. No, it's okay. You could definitely send your address and we could actually send some of those out because I know uh, we're excited to just be putting together um, some media for, for this podcast. And if that's something that you would like to rep for us, please let us know. Yes, okay. Have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye.